Welcome to the Player Engage podcast, where we dive into the biggest challenges, technologies, trends, and best practices for creating unforgettable player experiences. Player Engage is brought to you as a collaboration between Keyword Studios and HelpShift. Here is your host, Greg Posner. We are here, still at Community Clubhouse at Gamescom, joined by three lovely ladies from Women in Games. This is a great organization that's empowering women, and you'll hear more about their mission. We're joined by Athena, we're joined by Gemma, and Mafalda. So I'm going to do uh, let them do an introduction since they're better than me, but I'm very excited about this conversation here today. Hello, lovely to be here in person, in real life. We've seen each other on screen so much that it's great to see everybody here. Uh, I'm Gemma Johnson-Brown, uh, co-director and ambassador director for Women in Games. Uh, during the day, I'm COO at Dovetail Games uh, and evenings, weekends and all the spare time. <laughs> I focus on women in games because uh, it's something very dear to me. Yeah, so my name is Mafalda Duarte. I am the ambassador coordinator. I work under the lovely Gemma to support all of our ambassadors or the entire 1,400 of them. And uh, yeah, by day, I am the director and um, producer for Telescope Games. And the reason why I joined is just community building is my passion. And I just love supporting others to do the best that they can do. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Athena um, from Keywords, Athena Anderstein. I'm the group head of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. I'm very excited because it's my first Gamescom and also because I get to meet my Women in Games teammates for the first time. So Keywords has a partnership with Women in Games where we fund the Individual Ambassador Program. It's one of the things we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really happy to share it with you, those who are ambassadors and those who are interested in becoming ambassadors too. Thank you for the introduction. And the one thing first is Gemma's here doing this lovely podcast with us. Thank you. She's actually releasing a game right now as well. So <laughs> make sure you go check it out. It's Train Sim World 4. Uh, it. But let's start high with just the mission of Women in Games, because it's a fantastic mission. And would you mind putting in your own words what you believe this mission is? We will discuss that there are 50% of women that, that play. There are 50% of women in the population. Uh, but sadly, not 50% of women that are represented either in-game or developing games, supporting the games um, being developed. And Women in Games exists to support that ecosystem. Uh, for everything from our corporate ambassadors, our individual ambassadors, our education ambassadors, and to the events we run. It's about uh, creating a community that is safe, welcoming for all uh, women, allies, everybody that's on our mission uh, to make this uh, industry a great place to be for everyone. If I may add a little bit on that, I, I would just say that one of the things that made me um, relate to the Women in Games mission uh, was something that I was talking to Atina a few seconds ago, is that openness. That is, it's not a woman, like it's not exclusive to women, it is woman-led. And that is, uh, it, it is exactly what we talk, tell all of our ambassadors. That's why whenever it's ambassador-led or whatever, it's just about they taking action into um, being that the change that they want to see, being um, a driving force, a visible force, so that you can start seeing them uh, doing all of that that it just describes. Like, we know by the numbers, but we might not see them. Especially, so, for example, on the gamer side, it's like they have been being players but they might not connect with the gamer culture so i we have numerous examples of even like when ambassadors apply to our program saying things like i don't know i played 
uh, Neopets online or uh, Miniclip or I don't know. My entire life I've been um, playing all these games, but I, I just I'm not part. I'm not a gamer. I'm not part of the gamer culture, and that is one of the stepping stones into then uh, becoming even more involved, becoming um, and working games, not just about making them. Right? Is being a streamer, is being an influencer, is um, it's all of those. Um, the networks around uh, games and promoting games. Yeah, I think that's really um, what Gemma and Mafalda have shared now is really the essence of our partnership with Keywords is about building up these communities, strengthening them, welcoming people from a range of backgrounds, a range of gaming histories and interests, um, and really being all together involved in this project of gender equality building. I think something that's interesting, Mafalda said, was I, I recently did another conversation with uh, someone from Hyper Hippo named Ashlyn. She told me that before she got into gaming, she never felt like she fit into that gaming culture. She said she would play The Sims and she'd play other light games, but she didn't really feel like she was a gamer. She wasn't tagged as a gamer. And it was an interesting thought because Sims is very much a game, right? It just doesn't have that sort of online community that will be chatting. And I think that's kind of that separation. But I think that separation is starting to dwindle, especially when you have platforms like Discord now that give you the ability to communicate with people, even if it's not a multiplayer game, and you can start building up those communities. So are there specific, I guess, two-folded question, right? How do women become a part of this? And how do they help contribute? And do you have a platform where people can connect and be a, be together and communicate with each other? Yeah, well, the... Um program that keywords supports us the individual ambassadors is a great way to be involved and be part of the community um, everything from our discord uh, which we work very hard to keep safe and moderated the moderators on there do an excellent job to the individual ambassadors across the globe that hold events in their local areas to be that place where you can go and you can connect with people from similar backgrounds and different backgrounds it's, it's all about us being on one level playing field uh, and, and getting involved yeah and on on that local influence and, and local visibility one of the things that um, the ambassadorship really brings is as uh, the sense of belonging to whatever you are in the world uh, in my personal story I, I travel a lot go to the, to a lot of different events and sometimes I'm I go by myself. I belong to an ED studio. We just have a limited amount of people that can do that part of the job. And I'm never alone. Like I can be there and just say, Oh, who are the ambassadors that are around? <laughs> can you meet up? Uh, and then, and that is like just your little anchor into feeling welcome to a space, not feeling kind of left weirdly standing out in an ocean of middle-aged white men and <laughs> and that and that way you feel like that sense of, of belonging that we we're just describing before yeah what i've learned from talking to ambassadors and talking from to our colleagues at women in games is really about those opportunities for connection and also exchange of knowledge mm -hmm. and exchange of support and exchange of opportunities which happens through the community and the network and I think that's one of the really valuable things about being part of a network like this. I'm going to reference a conversation that Mafalda and I were having before as well, uh, where we were talking about how that kind of connection builds change over time, mm. in whether it be small events or big events, to what Gemma was saying, you know, people in developing things in their local communities, in their local studios or workplaces, those are the things that over time build the momentum of the community. 
comes to the community, how do you, I guess, separate question, right? Uh, it, we're in about the middle of 2023, right? And in the beginning of the year, do you have a sit down as a group determining what your goals for the, the year are? And what is success for women in games? How do you look at the end of the year when you're reviewing it saying this was a good year or we need to change something up for next year? Well, we're, we're a small not-for-profit, so, so metrics and goals and KPIs are, are probably not one of the driving forces, I would say. Uh, certainly, we, we, we look at the growth of our ambassador programs, and, and that's a good measure of success for us. Uh, we look at the impact ambassadors are having. Uh, so Luna Javier in the Philippines, she ran a mentor program, and I remember her posting it on the Discord, and she's like, oh, I've had this little idea. And we're like, oh, okay, what's this about? And she's like, I'm going to do a little mentor thing. And how many applications did she have? 50. 50 odd applications in the Philippines. And you're like, that's amazing. And so these ideas just snowball. And then you see that build in kind of a, an intangible thing we can measure where other ambassadors go, oh, I can do that. Um, GDC meetup, was, yeah, GDC was huge. That was a big meetup for us. It was meant to be. She was like, "Oh, I'm, we're going to organize." Oh, sorry. <laughs> so she she was talking. Um, I forgot the name of our ambassador. I'm so sorry. Uh, but uh, I remember she talked to me. She was like, "Mafala, I just want to do something at GDC. I'm going to be there. Let's set up a coffee shop." And then the coffee shop will have had like 20 people uh, total, and it was over overboard. Uh, the amount of uh, people allowed she was like okay I'm going to get another a bigger coffee shop and then that that also <laughs> overflowed so eventually I think we had like 200 people yeah. enrolled in and, and it's like okay just let's just go to a park <laughs> because you don't have a venue big enough to just hang out it was it was non-sponsored which is I think exactly I'm not saying just the only way, of course, there's investors that go all in and they have partnerships and studios that want to support them. And that's also part of the ecosystem. Uh, but, but for me, the beauty of this is you as an individual, because you are powered by this community, by the confidence um, of the values and the confidence that it because you were part of this, there's someone else supporting you that is also coming and, and at least you're not going to be alone. And all of that builds up to a single individual without any with any money or any second intentions of, uh, of a sponsorship or whatever. They can just be there and suddenly put together 250 people, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think that's super cool. A, the ability to just give, give your members a... a a platform where they can run events that they see fit, right? Or something that they think they can connect with. I think that's the best way you're going to continue to grow. No, Greg, I just want to say one other thing because you, 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 we, we've been talking about the events because they are impressive. But I, I don't want to, to, to go away right away from what it means success because for me is they not... Um, having less of the same questions. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is great when you see that ambassadors supported each other into um, understanding their role. And so they don't need, they don't, they don't even need us. They can go with it. And that is not just events, is those one-on-ones, is the mentorships or the, um, I'm sharing an opportunity with you. Or even whenever they join our events as, as speakers for the first time, and that's what gives them confidence to, I know that I did that. I, I, I was a speaker in our one of our events, the career events uh, this year, and I used that theme and that talk to be here at DEF CON this year as well. And so I just um, improved upon it with the feedback of the investors that were super supportive that were in that space because I felt like it was a, a safe space to do it. So definitely like it goes beyond event making and, and gives you 
ability and confidence uh, on other areas. Yeah, it's like personal growth, right? You're yeah. surrounded by the right people that are helping enable you and, and help prop you up. And I remember when I started in my actual career, right, I was a very quiet, shy person. And around people, being around people helped me kind of open up. And I think you're giving people a platform and a community where they feel safe. They're not going to be criticized for what they're doing. And they're also going to have input from others like them that can say, hey, maybe you want to do this or instead of that. And, and it kind of grows itself, right? Obviously, you still want the big events where you can have everyone, but it's nice, I'm sure, like in the Philippines to have these one-off events where you don't need to be involved, but the mission and the message is still being spread to others that are out there. It's an important message. Do you, I, I know some other companies also have some form of women in games or women in gaming, and I think Microsoft has one. Do you ever think about doing co-sponsorships or kind of co, or have you done that before where you can kind of take that audience and make it a wider message? Yeah, we do partnerships. Yeah, we're all working towards the same common goal here. There, there is a lot of community groups around and female-led groups within organisations. Uh, we can support with materials or our build a fair playing um, build a fair playing field guide. Uh, is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Yeah, um, it didn't sound right. But you know, we can support from that. Our ambassadors can support as well. Um, so yeah, I'm just open. I lost that. No, I I completely agree with what Gemma just said. I think um, I was just talking with an ambassador that was um, a mentor for IGDA this time, and also she was mentor for uh, WIGI, the Women in Games International uh, group, and and just the shared experiences that we can bring from one to the other. For example, I, th I think they sometimes are very, at least in terms of like pr online presence, they're great in esports. They're, they're, and, and it's it's and it's awesome to look at, uh, at the work of other organizations and see, oh yeah. So maybe sometimes if we have some of our investors that want to do that, like how let's try to do something that works here. Or for example, that ambassador, because she has that experience with them in the in, as a mentor, like she brought that experience back to the community in Women in Games saying something, okay, so this is like a way that I could use that experience and mentor as well in my local region. I think very important things is like all of those groups, they they have little variations in, in our reach because we cannot be everywhere in the world or like the mission is like exactly the same, but like with little differences that might be regional they might be connected to a brand for example like i don't know i don't work for uh, microsoft or xbox so i'm not part of women in games in uh, xbox right but i can be if i do i can be there and in in women in games as a overall and i think the the connections and the relationships between these groups just makes us all stronger and have different um, points of influence because then you can support each other into just widen that, um, I don't want to say influence again, <laughs> but just to widen that presence. <laughs> I think it's important also to consider the fact that when we're trying to build more equitable practices or, you know, mm -hmm. in our journey towards equality, we know that there are lots of different things that contribute to that momentum that I was talking about before. And we can see that in social movements in a lot of different contexts. And it's because of the advocacy and allyship and different work that people are doing that together we're able to bring about change. I think that's one of the reasons why Women in Games is a great initiative because it's providing, for example, with the individual ambassador program, an opportunity for the community to come 
together. So that's one aspect that we're focusing on here. But there are also other things that um, that we can continue to build in with time. Um, and I know that at Women in Games, there's the Educational Ambassadors program that is also growing. So yeah, yeah. we also you have to, have to be aware of cultural differences as well. And keywords is a global organisation. Yeah. You twelve thousand plus yeah. employees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just massive. When I started with Women in Games, the ambassadors were sixty. We're now at fourteen hundred, and with that comes uh, new information. You know, we, we have Women in Games Asia, which is our official pilot chapter cultural differences there you know when we speak to the the directors that run that the leadership team that run women in games asia they are on the women in games mission we're all working towards the same vision but there are subtle differences within the the gaming industry there and what um what's required and what's needed Uh, so i think all all communities as long as you're welcoming and inviting to everybody which is our key thing then it's all we're all going in the right direction yeah i think one of my questions i had and we don't have to dig into it now is right there are cultural differences right you look at places like the middle east where they may not have as many rights as they do here you look at places like maybe china where they're only allowed to game for a certain specific time uh, a day but being again the middle of the year here what would you say your biggest challenges that you've faced this year have been (laughs) it's a loaded question huh well you know for women in games it's Funds are, um, are, are are critical. Partnerships like keywords are critical critical for keeping us going. There is an economic crisis going on around the world. Training programs, uh, diversity and inclusion, belonging programs all have budget cuts. There's just a fact of it. So at the moment it is keeping our heads above water and trying to deliver on all the, the fantastic initiatives we have. We're not supported by government or any other funding other than what's through our events and our, our sponsorship. So that's that's our most critical one. Uh, we have 11 um, spheres of, of action that go everything from community to um, policy and government. And we're working hard with um, partnerships with uh, UNICEF as well um, and we are aligned with the UN goals so we, we have big visions uh, we, we just we need to get there uh, and we will get there I know we will but it'll take its time I think the the big visions in the small team is like one of the the big issues all the time right because it's just we're so grateful that our, our ambassadors make our impact feel so much bigger than what we could reach if we were just just a team and that uh, partners like uh, keywords again it's just because of the sheer size of where they are in the world it's like then that message reached there and and then people just assume that i don't know we have like a person in every every one of those countries or everyone it's like you you have like this huge team and it's like oh no it's actually you know there's a six or seven or yeah. <laughs> six six part-time volunteers yeah uh, that work our, work our butts off Oh, it's awesome. And uh, you keep talking about the keywords kind of partnership and how we're enabling it. And uh, I'm just curious from maybe Athena's point of view or whoever, right? What is this partnership with uh, between Women in Games and Keywords and how is it working? Our partnership is really born from what we've been talking about here, which is this shared goal. We, from the keywords perspective, we want to make sure that we're equipping the ambassador community because we believe in the change that it's bringing over time to the gaming space with opportunities and ways to connect and so that's why we're together in this partnership 
We also, of course, hope that some of that is directed towards internally within Keywords. We have a bunch of ambassadors ourselves. Um, You can follow their stories and their insights on our Keywords blog and news. They're always doing great things. And it's great to, it's really wonderful to see both the internal and external impact that we are managing to generate through the partnership with Women in Games. And so that's really what the essence is for us. And of course, there's a lot of learning that we share together, I think, Mm -hmm. through our interactions. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can build, continue to build on that as we collaborate more. Mm. um, Building on those challenges or like growths that we have together, I think a very uh, good thing is, is what Emma just said, right? Is like, when there's a crisis, the first thing that you try to to stop, uh, like okay, supporting diversity because ah oh, yeah, we can make games without it or whatever the mentality is, and and through those collaborations, you can see okay, maybe that's a problem for both of us. How can we join and do something like okay, we're supporting me, I'm supporting you. Like suddenly feels bigger, feels difficult to ignore. Now you cannot just say oh no to it because. Um, the, the, the space becomes occupied mm-hmm. and, and then you feel like the loss of, of, uh, of that, those programs or the loss of the people that are involved and there are, uh, motivated it suddenly starts to, um, to hinder the, the status quo. And, and that goes to things like, um, you're just saying in the beginning, uh, okay, you have all of these women players. How can you make them, I don't know, feel part of the gaming community or even like to become developers? And the, the, the point is women players also mean that there's a lot of money coming from them, right? If they are customers, then you need to treat them, uh, in a way that they relate, um, they relate back to. And so that is a point of you cannot ignore us anymore. Well, it also comes down to, right, when you want to listen to a voice, it's how do you incorporate it? And you two both work for studios, right? So when you're building games, like when does, when do you start factoring in kind of this decision and how do we enable women or does it not even come up when making, like, I know this is a weird question, but like where in the planning process does this start kicking in for you? Is it in the beginning or is it? We're just seeing a rise on female protagonists. Dovetails lead games is trains, right? so there are there are a lot of love for those, um, but but not uh, you, you don't play you play in first person, so uh, characters aren't there. Um, but we've all had conversations on diversity of characters, um, yeah. So I, f- I think that it comes in at the planning stage. It's important that you get diverse voices. Women in games are asked to consult on uh, games that are in development, um, have a look through games, give advice and guidance on those. Uh, I think it's a vital part in the the design uh, criteria, but I would imagine a lot of studios, those important voices are uh, not at the table, should we say. So, so does that mean no Thomas the Tank Engine DLC? <laughs> oh, no, can't get the license. <laughs> It would be good, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Like for for us, a telescope is just our our founders are uh, uh, both. It's, it's uh, um, a man and a woman. They they uh, best friends got together, decided to make the studio, and and so I, I guess that it it started there for us, right? So they already knew that they were looking um, to have someone that would support the mission. And, and so they got me as their studio director. Eventually, like, I, I hired 
men so far, actually. We're a team of four. But it is just about the values and the way that people interact in, in the world. The diversity that we bring because we're from different cultures. The diversity that we bring because we value different things. Our programmer worked in a diversity and inclusion uh, program in another in the other company that he worked in. So for him, it's very, it was very, that was very important that we had that mindset. So that is also part of the change. So it's not about just our external features. It's about the mission that we are embodying and so that for me it started literally in the first hires and in the first process and 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 that creates little design changes along the way we we were testing we're just prototyping right now our studio exists for five months so but um we had this character we we're testing camera angles and um uh, i have to confess i'm a terrible player and i i i I'm very bad at <laughs> controlling cameras and doing like first person or like third person over the shoulder thing, like very like shooters are not for me, um, just because I'm bad. And, and we trying to do this very emotional uh, game design. And once I play that camera angle, it's like the game feels is not for me just because of the point of view. And, and ever no one in my team noticed that, and they were like. Well, I'm not like, I don't want to influence you guys. Like, if you think this is the right direction, just go with it. But it, it, this is how I feel when I played it. And they're like, no, this is a good point. Like, if you feel like that, something, something is up. Let us figure out what it is. And we, we switched to something else that everyone liked mm. and everyone felt included in something as simple as just like the angle yeah. <laughs> of the camera in our game. Yeah. That's make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the key things about diversity and inclusion is that for so long societally and also within the gaming sector itself there's been operating on default mm -hmm. and the default norms and the default representation and the reason why diversity and inclusion is such an important part of organizational frameworks now is challenging that default making sure it's inclusivity by design, making sure, as Mafalda, you've said now, we are at the very first point of development incorporating perspective, multiple perspectives. For an average gaming studio, right, how do they change that mindset, right? You came in Mafalda and you were able, you already had that mindset and you kind of built it in, but how does a, maybe a studio that it already has their processes down, how, how do you start to change that mindset? consciously want to mm. you know it was the key words have got Athena that, that leads a department on that uh, diversity inclusion and belonging and uh, you don't need people to to hide specifically for that if you're a smaller studio you can go and gain that knowledge yourself you can join women in games events uh, at every event that I've, I've been at I've learned something new about the industry um but the main thing is you've got to want to and you've got to be the agency for change that, that you want to see at every level. If you're not in management, then be asking management why. Why why haven't we got diversity? Why aren't we doing this? Uh, you know, the, the workforce now is a lot more vocal um, that, than I've ever seen, which is fantastic. Um, but you, it's got to come to some action and, and to some some conclusion of sorts. I wanted to add something that you just said about um, you want you want to want to. Uh, I would also say you, you want to um, make the questions uh, because if you're like, oh yeah, there is uh, no woman playing our games or uh, wanting to join the team or something like that, it must be because of X or, or Y. You know, if you 
coming to your own conclusions without asking mm -hmm. the target audience <laughs> why aren't you doing this why aren't you engaging with and women in games has a, a mission that stands not only uh, for the studios and the individuals but education and for example in education that happens a lot right people saying um, maybe hopefully not nowadays but for a while um, I talked to teachers that would say something like oh yeah my it's just like my programming class only has like one girl so they must not like it or and and, and it's like But why, right? Like, are they less um, before? I don't know, whatever it is, the thing that brings you to that path. Uh, less women in math or science or whatever. There is yeah. a lot of research in it. And that's what Marie Claire, our CEO, she, she was an educator. And she, she wouldn't put up with, I've only got one female in my class. And so she, she looked at the curriculum. All of the curriculum was, was very male dominated. So she changed that. She, she actioned what she wanted to see and, and made those changes. And she was at 50-50 um, in, in gender when, when she left. That's a great point. I think the whole aspect around education is what is interesting to me, right? Because you mentioned you have to want to do it, but What happens if you just don't even know, right? It's kind of like a maybe naiveness. Is that a word? Like, I don't even think about that. But I think once you start educating people about this stuff, that's going to be the driver for change. And that's going to be what excites people about doing it. And with that being said, I, as your typical average white guy, right, how do I get involved in something like this to help it and because I believe in this mission. Join the ambassador program. Everybody can. See, lot of the people in the back can hear you. But even... I don't want to speak against our program because it's amazing, but if let's assume you don't, I don't know, you don't feel confident or you don't feel like you belong in joining the program, just so there are other ways to support us is literally sharing our newsletter or, or, or podcasts or, you know, Keywords was doing like a great um, job of like doing some um, spotlights, pot spotlights yeah. of, of the work of different ambassadors and things like that. Um, if you listen, share and talk about it, that that is part of promoting the, the change in the awareness because that's the, the question, right? It's like, I don't even understand that that's a thing. Well, you need to uh, exist in this space where people are talking about it. For example, for me, it's very difficult to understand not knowing because my universe is filled with I don't know developers that talk about it um, communities um, associations um, groups students schools uh, 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 companies that have that mission uh, in them in their social media in their communication in their spaces in their events and just if you are there it is impossible to ignore uh, but again you need to start you know click follow and <laughs> exist in the space so i would say to that point to find out for you what allyship means and start there so what mm -hmm. is the thing that you feel most comfortable about doing is it sharing something is it maybe doing research on your own is it maybe getting involved with another group of men who are allies what is the kind of direction you feel most comfortable with and and start there mm -hmm. i think we're all learning in this pursuit and we all need to begin somewhere so yeah we have uh, male ambassadors non-binary trans ambassadors reach out to them that part of being an ambassador is being visible um, so on the website you can search for ambassadors in your local area connect with them find out what it is and if you're in the workplace and you see stuff that doesn't seem right call it out that's this you know one thing that I'm teaching my son who's 
nine, a massive gamer, loves everything. Uh, just started to do online games, heavily supervised by me, by the way. Um, and, and the other day he, he heard something he didn't like and it upset him. And I said, right, OK, well, how are we going to deal with this? Another player was bullying another player. I said, you've got to be held to hold them accountable. Call it out. And he did. And he felt so proud after. He was like, oh, that's really good. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to teach him and hope that others others do it in the place because we don't see everything uh, and if our silence is compliance sometimes yeah i mean it's in new york right now we say if you see something say something right again if you don't say anything or warn anyone like bad habits are going to continue to be bad habits until someone stops it or says something and i think maybe i'm naive i have a five-year-old that's also into gaming luckily not online yet but like I'm, ex- I believe in this next generation of gamers. I think they're growing up seeing what's happening in the world around us, and they're going to take it in. I think my, I also have a daughter, and she's starting to learn how to play games too. Like I'm excited about this, and I, and I think I have faith in the future of uh, our, our kids to be able to continue this mission and, and take it to that next level. Well, that is a brilliant segue to keyword superheroes, who I learned about at the ambassador only event. They're mod- your moderating mm. program, uh, and I think that's one thing for kids is just learning the the variety of roles for in developing from support functions to business development it's not just programming and art which opened my eyes when i come into the industry as well did you want to talk about the superheroes because i think that's a great great program that you have yeah our, our superheroes are well this is an amazing program as you said it's about equipping our moderators to really be able to do a good job of their job, but also take care of themselves at the same time while they're doing it. And this fits really strongly, I would say, with where we are today, the community clubhouse talking about these issues. It's about ensuring that they're, they have psychological safety within their teams, but also that they're taking care of their mental health and that they are equipped to deal with all of the user-generated content that they're managing all of the time. And to your point, Jim, I think it's amazing how many roles there are within gaming. The way there, there's a multitude of ways you can get involved, you can forge a career for yourself. And I think that's a really positive thing, the more we can share that. Um, actually, I would invite people to uh, go and look on our website to learn more about the um, our superheroes and see more information about that. So one of the things that's important to kind of building up these communities, managing them is following a process, having some sort of tool set that people can utilize to understand how they do it. Are there specific tools that women in games teams use to help kind of follow these rule sets? Well, we have a free guide on our website, which is available to download, and that covers... Deep research that Marie Claire and Sharon Tullioni Sage did for video games and esports uh, studios. Mafelda has used the guide um, in in the work that she does. So over to you. Yeah, I I use it. One of the things that I wanted to do when the guide was out was I I went through it, and it is the thing that I loved about it. It is not a list of problems. It is a list of solutions. Um, so basically the guide is divided in 
five, six, like areas of action. Now I forgot all of them. I know that it's like community, education, policy, uh, uh, policy uh, game design, and um, uh, culture uh, uh, culture cr- development for like studios. So I know at least this five. And the thing is, so each chapter is going through different lenses and how to approach that big area of um, of action. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean to um, be inclusive in community? What does it mean to be inclusive in game design? And it's all different. Um, and there is there are two different uh, moments that I use the guy in a, the guide in a way that I think is useful to our listeners and everyone else to understand. Uh, that it isn't something like, okay, how to get women in games or something like that. It is a guide to solve issues like, um, Atenia was talking about, um, mental health, for example. And elements there is like, okay, anti-crunch culture, right? That, that will affect all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a panel with other ambassadors in, in, in game, um, Lisbon Games Week last year that we just went th- through those points in the guide and the audience and uh, in a panel format just talking about how we connected to 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 those lenses and there's people in the panel um in the audience um this kids that they want to 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 throw us off but they're they're asking oh but yeah but like i'm not a woman like uh, why should i care and it's like do you care about a workspace that listens to you and to your points of view that you can communicate in um well we have the lens of communication and bias, and, and that is like something that can support um, you being listened to, that can support your managers to understand how to create space. Um, do you care about uh, moving to another country or region or not in building community? So here's like some points to support that. Um, and, and yeah, in my work, uh, when I was setting up the studio, um, the guide is one of the tools that I gave my team right away. So in our, in our teams, we have a library space and library, there's um, books on game design or other areas of development. And there's the, um, the guide there because it's like, okay, if you ever want to check one of these lenses to understand in how to make the, the, the game design inclusive in some ways. It's not how to make it, it's like how to think it through because it, it has a bunch of questions. It's like, have you, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And, and that is, goes to your point of how, how do I even know how, how to be aware? Um, and yeah, that is a great tool to, to be aware, but aware with some solutions. A great tool. I mean, it doesn't even sound like it's necessarily for women in games. It's almost like a guide on how to be a good, decent, studio and, and build out processes in the correct way and thinking and from the beginning. So it sounds like it's for everyone. Uh, and it sounds like it's an important tool that people should be checking out and reading. Yeah, it's this inclusion by design again. Mm-hmm. So it gives you, just as Ms. Felder said, the directions to do that. Inclusion by design. I got to keep saying that over and over again. <laughs> it's in my head. I love it. It makes sense. And I think, I mean, throughout these past few years with everything changing in, in our world, I think it's happening more and more and we're starting to see it more and more. Like you mentioned earlier, there's more women protagonists in games. I know I'm playing cyberpunk where my main character is a female and I think we're starting to see it and accept it in the culture. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know I'm separating you from, uh, I think, a happy hour right now, which uh, I think after this day. Uh, first off, this is awesome. I am going to sign up to be an ambassador after this. I think I will share and everyone should be. It's only good things come from it. The more people that game, the better that will come from it. So I think the more people we can include and make a better uh, community would be better for everyone. Is there any final words either each of you would like to say or, or message you want to send? Or Oh, pressure. Pressure. Lead, lead with kindness. You know, Lead with good intentions and 
support women in games in every way you can. Oh, donate. Uh, that would be great. There's a donation button on the on the website. Um, just just be part of what you wanted to what you wanted to see. For me, I would say just uh, don't be afraid of being visible and share 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 on the success of others. That's like part of what we've been uh, talking of. Just joining each other um, activities, visibility um, programs, because sometimes you you help more by participating than by being the driving force. In the sense that um, if you are there, that person is going to be f- confident to do more, and that is a big part of what you sh- you you can do. Give space to others. I would say my final message is to just come join us. It's great. Yeah. Um, you'll learn a lot. And we'll learn from you. Thank you. Well, ladies, I really do appreciate this. This is eye-opening. I think it's a very important message, and uh, I'm excited to be a part and help help Thank spread you. that. And I will make sure people donate. At least I will donate. <laughs> but, uh, but no, this is fantastic. We'll have all the information about women in games. Mafalda, Gemma, Athena. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope Gamescom is nothing but greatest success. Yes. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us.